couple of themes later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Up to date, up to the minute, and kind of get the late breaking stories right away. The 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware, now on FM 1071. Well, with Chris Stapleton giving you the uh, national anthem and getting a little funk going here. It is Funky Friday. It is Red Friday. Good morning. Right over there is Elaine. There's Jimmy T working on the sound for you this morning. We've got some good cuts from last night with Donald John Trump and Sean Hannity. And right over there is Big D. Uh, Don Morgan, who needs to change his email tagline, it says KTSA reporter, it should say KTSA badass is what it should say. So good morning, and we've got a lot of ground to cover this morning, a lot of stuff going on. As Don just told you, southbound 35, uh, all the way from Rotama on in, it's down to one lane right now because of all the construction. So you might want to consider that when you head out uh, this morning, give yourself a little extra time. Uh, you're definitely going to need it. Um, debt ceiling vote passed the Senate last night. Well, now that's a shocker, isn't it? Nobody knew that was going to happen. Passed the Senate 63 to 36 last night, and we certainly thank uh, the United States Congress for saving us and making sure that, you know, we're going to be around for uh, a little while longer. We're not going to default. We're, you know, they, they saved us from certain destruction, etc. Yeah, right. So I made some notes. Feel free to jump in here during any time this morning, 210-599-5555. First of all, the number one note, this solves nothing, okay? It does nothing to fix our problem with debt and our out-of-control spending that Congress is involved in. In fact, it does quite the opposite. It's inviting more reckless spending. It does absolutely nothing to hold these lawmakers in check. If they can any time come back and say, I'm going to create more debt and drive us deeper into debt so I can spend more on these projects that are going to buy me votes, well, there's no incentive for them to reduce the debt. There's no incentive for them to stop spending. And as they continue to spend and drive us deeper and deeper into debt, well, that just devalues the dollar and brings our economy down. And that's all they're doing. Now, some are doing it because they don't know any better. Some are doing it because they just, well, i, I got to spend money because that's why I was sent to Congress was to spend money. Yes, that's why we're here, to spend money. And others are doing it because they do not like this country. And they do want to collapse our system of uh, uh, our capitalist system. They want to collapse our country. They want to collapse the dollar. There are those in our government that have evil intent. And we've talked about that many, many times. So all this does is invite more reckless spending. It kicks the can down the road. This is like on steroids kicking the can down the road because there's no incentive whatsoever for them to stop any of this. And you know as well as I do the answer to all of this and the way to fix this. We need a BBA, a balanced budget amendment, federal balanced budget amendment, and we need a spending cap bill and law. Both. We need to force these people in D.C. as they are in Austin, and look at the surplus we have in Austin, right, to balance the budget every single year. First of all, to create a budget like the Constitution calls for, and then to balance the budget. You have to do it. You can't spend money you do not have, and the government should be no no different. And we need a spending cap bill turned into a law, 
as well. So the first thing we got to do is get rid of all those people in D.C. and uh, start all over again. So that's that would be a good start to all this to help us get to where we need to be. But anyway, it passed the Senate last night, uh, and you know, it wasn't even close, 63 to 36 over in the Senate, which means you got a bunch of spineless people in the Senate, as you do in the House, who really don't care, um, and they're in it for themselves. They're in it for themselves, and so the president will sign this if he can hold a pen, if he can sit up straight. Did you happen to see him at the Air Force Academy yesterday? Um, I'll just start off by saying I'm still not convinced that Joe is going to be the Democrat nominee. You've heard me say that over and over again. I'm not convinced that he's going to be the guy. I'm not real sure that Democrats want to take this guy to the dance, number one. Number two, I'm not real sure his health is going to hold out long enough for him to be the nominee. He's certainly not in, he's not well enough to do a normal campaign. In other words, to travel around the country. That's why he's not doing it. And the deuce keeps asking him, when are you going to have a rally? When are you going to go somewhere? When are you going to go to Iowa? When are you going to go to New Hampshire? When are you going to go to South Carolina? All these things. And he keeps, <laughs> and turns around and walks away. Because he doesn't even know what the question is. He's cognitively not there to, to know what the question is. All right? Somebody feeds him his lines, and he just regurgitates his lines. What a mess this was. With him at the Air Force, he can't walk, he can't talk, much less hold a rally, much less have a debate. And I'm not making fun of this cat. What I'm doing is I'm trying to call attention to the fact that you have an incapacitated president who is just walking around as a shell of a human being. People are running this country through him and running this country into the ground through him. And if you want proof of this, just Google his performance yesterday at the Air Force graduation. Now, he first of all, when he walks out, he's walking around trying to find the stage. Clearly, there's the stage. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> and people are up on the stage. Well, he's just he's stumbling around in that stiff gate that he has trying to find the, the stage. And finally, somebody leads him over to the stage. And when he goes up on the stage, then he has to be led around and showed where to stand. And then he goes over to sit down. And it's not sit down time. It's, it's stand there and speechify time. It's not time to sit down. It's time to give a speech. And he tries to sit down. And, and this young cadet goes over and takes him by basically by the hand and walks him over to where he's supposed to stand. This is pathetic, folks. It's not even – This is you can't even excuse this. I don't care how far left Democrat you are, although they're trying. They're trying to excuse it, and I'll get to that in just a couple of seconds. But he clearly can has a hard enough time walking, much less talking. And then he turns to the left to, I guess, walk off the stage, and as he turns to the left, he, bam, face plants, straight down, just like you saw him do on the airplane Three times, just like you almost saw him do in Japan just two weeks ago, he face plants, bang, straight down on the stage in front of God and everybody, in front of Xi, in front of Putin and everybody else who are enemies. This is the strength that we are relaying to the world. Now, I'm glad the old man's fine. I'm glad he's okay. Apparently, he's probably got a bad bruise on his hip. I'm, we're very fortunate he didn't break a hip. 
He's very fortunate. He didn't break a hip. But, of course, you know, the liberal Democrat media is all out there. First of all, first of all, most of them aren't talking about it. I watched KSAT this morning. Not one piece of tape of the president falling down. Not one. Now, I'm monitoring the other stations right now to see if anybody else is going to run anything about him falling. The president of the freaking United States falls flat on his face, and nobody is talking about this but me. Conservative media. They're talking about it. But none of the mainstream is. Now, you know, as well as I do, if that were Donald Trump, <laughs> if that were Ron DeSantis, oh, man. Well, they already hung it around Donald Trump when he walked very gingerly down the, 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 the slope of a wet sidewalk, a wet ramp that had no railings, and they just gave him all kinds of crap over that. Remember? Remember that? And Joe Biden was, was one that gave him all kinds of crap. So, so some people would say karma is a you-know-what. But I'm not saying that about him. What I'm saying is, is this guy... He can't walk. He can't talk. Who actually believes that he's running the country? Do you? 210-599-5555. Do you actually believe that this guy is running the country? 210-599-5555. Now, Jimmy's been working on some uh, audio for you this morning from last night. And we come back from the break, we're going to dive into some of this stuff so you can hear Donald Trump and his latest uh, and his thoughts on this, too, on, on Joe Biden being basically, at this time, Joe Biden really, truly is basically incapacitated as the president of the United States. That's where we are in this country right now. It's pathetic. And we heard all those calls during the Trump years, 25th Amendment, 25th Amendment, we got to get him out of office. And nobody is even talking about this. Uh, you can bet the girls on The View are not even going to mention this today, much less show the video of the President of the United States face-planting on the world stage, which says a lot about who we are these days, doesn't it? 210-599-5555, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, it's Trey Ware from Noble Gold Investments at Noble Gold Investments. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. It's a red funky Friday. 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trayware page, KTSA.com. It's uh, 522. Phones are always open as well at 210 uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. A shot at some, uh, some showers and some thunderstorms over the weekend, primarily up to our north and to our northwest. But we might find something that uh, kind of rumbles through our area as well. There's a chance 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 although a slight chance uh, until sunday and monday that we'll see uh, any kind of significant stormage in the area we'll keep you we'll keep you updated um all right let me uh, jimmy let's go to cut number five here which is uh, after being in uh, on the campaign trail this is this has nothing to do with the uh, with the town hall with sean hannity we'll get into that in a couple of seconds this is donald trump giving a press conference now um, I just heard the report uh, being critical of Ron DeSantis not answering questions on the campaign trail. Well, look, uh, people who live in glass houses, you know the saying about that, right? Because uh, Joe Biden has refused to answer any questions from anybody his entire presidency, okay? He, he won't go down to the room and have a conversation with reporters at the room. Uh, when he goes to talk to reporters, it's outside near the helicopter, and he can't hear, and he just turns and walks away. 
so, I mean, the, 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 I don't want to hear about Ron DeSantis not asking questions or answering questions because he clearly does. Uh, this The event he was at did not lend itself to a Q&A format. It was more of a speech-type format. Same thing with Donald Trump until after it's over with. And you know one of the things that Donald Trump loves to do. <laughs> he thrives on answering questions not only from the media but also from people that are just there. So here he is in cut number five after they told him that Joe Biden fell. He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't, you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to <laughs> That, that's a that's a bad place to fall when you're making. Uh, I think it was the Air Force Academy, right? He's making. That's not inspiring. Go ahead. Not inspiring. Now, William, hang on just a minute. I'm going to come to your call two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's go to cut one, Jimmy, because this was during the Hannity show a little bit later on the town hall they had, and he actually at one point had called Sean Hannity and told him not to joke about Biden's health. Listen to this. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I actually called Sean and I, I asked Sean not to joke about it. I was joking because he about used it. to joke about it. And I said, honestly, I don't think it looks good for you or for anybody for you to joke about it because it's a serious problem. I was talking about sippy cup and warm milky at night and yeah. bed, bedtime stories. Yeah. So I said, uh, I just don't think it's good for anybody. And, you know, it's uh, not appropriate. You can speak about it if you want, but you, I don't think you should joke about it. And you really didn't after that. Yeah. So the the word is from the media, from the mainstream media, he tripped on a sandbag on the stage. They're all saying that now. And he even got off the helicopter. And by the way, the other thing they're not telling you is when he got off of Marine One at the White House, he hit his head on the door of Marine One. And then walked down the stairs and was standing, well, I guess, 25, 30 feet away from the reporters. And he said, I got sandbagged. All right. Whatever. Let's go to line one. And William, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, William. Well, you just you just you just talked about what I was about to say. Uh, he said, "Please he go right ahead." Sandbag. And, and 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 what in the world is going on? What do you mean? What's going on with with Joe Biden? No, he. Uh, I've just read a CNN article, and he said he got sandbagged. How yeah. in the world is the president being put in a position to be to be hurt? And uh, uh, it, it, it's all a farce. We all know it. It is. It is, uh, William. You're absolutely right. It is a farce. Thank you for your call. Have a great weekend. It is a farce. Um, you know, it, that's no excuse. They're saying, oh, he tripped over a sandbag. No. Uh, he certainly didn't trip over a sandbag when he was on the bike and he fell over. He certainly didn't trip on a sandbag when he was climbing the stairs to Air Force One twice. He didn't trip on a sandbag when he was in Japan walking down stairs. And by the way, the little short stairs, they weren't big stairs with a big step. And he almost fell and busted his face there. You know what, folks? It, we're very fortunate. He's very fortunate. It, we have not seen him bust up really bad because old people fall. 
and old people get hurt when they fall, and it's a terrible thing. I've seen it happen in my own life with people, with older people in my own life, and uh, it's awful. And no, it's not a laughing matter. But it's certainly not anything that we want to project on the world stage either. And again, I'm going to go back to something I've been saying now for weeks on end. I'm not convinced that Joe Biden is going to be the Democrat nominee. Either A, they're going to crap can him, number one, or B, his health's not going to hold out. But he certainly is not not up to a traditional presidential campaign. The only hope that they have of this guy being their nominee is to lock him up in the basement again and cheat the election again, just like they did in the in, in 2020. They're going to try to do it again. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, more sound from, uh, from Donald Trump last night. Uh, Target isn't the only retailer that is uh, sexualizing children, so we're going to talk about that. And I got a question for you about Fox News when we come back as well. I, I want to hear you sound off on it on the phone lines this morning about Fox News at 210-599-5555. That and Moss coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought Anytime. Anytime. Everywhere. Get the 550 KTSA morning news with Trey Ware wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Okay, so it's 536 now at 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com. Uh, I was just sitting here looking through the latest Pride news. It's Pride Month and all the Pride events that are going on everywhere. The sexualization of children is continuing everywhere. Library, public library in California. Kids are invited to gather in the children's room for a fun game of Lotoria, similar to bingo, with drag queen and educator Bella Aldalma. Children of all ages invited to drag story hour at the West Hollywood branch of the L.A. Public County Library, produced by Pickle, the drag queen. Pickle. <laughs> The Oakland Public Library hosting a drag queen story time with local Latinx non-binary storyteller Persia. Persia. The Petaluma, Rincon Valley, Windsor, and Central Santa Rosa Public Libraries in Sonoma County, California hosting drag story hours for infants through sixth grade. Infants through sixth grade. Prizes, books, and events. Meet drag king uh, Vera, who will read children's books and engage in other fun learning activities. At the Lafayette Public Library in Colorado, children of all ages are invited to attend a story time with entertainer Shirley Delta Blow. <laughs> Shirley Delta Blow. <laughs> Come dressed in your finest, says the event description. Drag Queen Storytime captures the imagination and gender fluidity of childhood play and shows children that people can come in all shapes, sizes, and forms, too. At the Denver Public Library, kids as young as five can have their pick of at least three different drag queen events at different branches, including story time, karaoke, bingo, and Delta Blow. Delta Blow. Delta Blow. 
Yeah, Elaine, I saw that. Uh, Pride events here in San Antonio. Uh, June 10th, you've got a bullfight parade. <laughs> That'll be fun. We can have a bullfight parade for Queer Day. The uh, Brookline Public Library in Massachusetts is hosting a drag queen story hour to promote self-love, creativity for kids ages 3 through 8. You want to explain that one to me? In fact, you want to explain any of this nonsense, any of this evil, any of this to me at 210-599-5555, clearly the sexualization of children. Teaching children ages 3 through 8 self-love creativity. Now, we're on public airwaves here, so we won't get too explicit with that, but I'm sure you pretty much know what that means, don't you? You don't need to guy on the radio to explain that one, do you? Self-love creativity, ages 3 through 8. We have a real sick, sick society right now that is targeting children and sexualizing our children, stealing their youth away from them, perverting their childhood. And by the way, the Democrat Party is all for it. They think this is a great idea. In fact, their president said, if you don't agree with this, you're evil. You're a sinner unless you agree with sexualizing children and teaching them the creativity of self-love <laughs> at three years old. You into that? Well, we've heard all the talk about Bud Light. They're doing a Bud Light River Parade in San Antonio for Queer Day. Target isn't the only retailer who is shoving the gay agenda forward in your face, by the way. Because remember, as I always say, forever Americans were like, you know what, whatever, do your thing, I'll do mine, just don't let your thing do me. Right? That's a, that's, that's, that is the American way. You do your thing, I'll do mine, just don't let your thing do me, and we're all going to be good. But the gays and the trannies, they can't have that. They've got to have, man, you you, you got to, you, you, you have to approve of me. You, you, I'm going to shove this in your face until you respect me. I wasn't disrespecting you. I was living my life. Get it out of my face. But they won't have that. You see, they talk about, let's live and let live and let me love who I'm going to love. Live, live, live. But they won't let you live and let live. Now, will they? No. Their self-esteem is so far down that they can't stand it unless you affirm everything there is about their perverted lifestyle. Oh, and I call it a perverted lifestyle, but you may not. Whatever, whatever you think, that's fine. You can think what you want to think, and I can think what I want to think. And that's the beauty of America. I don't have to think what you think, and I don't have to have your opinion, <laughs> and you don't have to have mine. That's the beauty of this country. But you see, they won't have it that way. They won't allow you to have your own opinion. You have to have their opinion. You have to believe what they believe. And so Target isn't the only retailer. Let me give you a couple of other retailer names that are sexualizing our children, and that's what this is. It's pedophilia. The sexualization of children, you don't have to have contact for it to be pedophilia. The sexualization of children is pedophilia. So you got Target, you got J. Cruz, you got Old Navy, Kohl's, Walmart, Baby Gap, 
and Carters, all sexualizing our children in the culture of the United States of America. Now, look, we can go into the whole thing about this being the downfall of the culture, and it is, the downfall of the nation, and it is. We can talk about all that because we can go back and, and we can see what happened to Rome and the other, you know, they all got into sexual perversions and everything else prior, right before they, the, the civilization collapsed. And that's where we, sta- we, we are standing on that door right now, knocking, waiting for that door to be open so that we can fall into, into the abyss. That's exactly where we are with all of this nonsense that's going on. And the beauty of our country has always been, you can have your lifestyle, I can have mine, and I don't have to affirm yours, and you don't have to affirm mine. But that's not the way they want this to be. And I'll say it again, I really don't care, uh, you know, as an adult what you do. That's the beauty of our country. I really don't care, as long as you're not breaking any laws. But when you start sexualizing our children in public square or anywhere, you need to go to jail is what needs to happen to you. You need to be locked up if you sexualize children. If you took these very same children and you took them over to this megaplex place over here or one of these strip clubs over here on the loop, I would hope that somebody in a black car with a gun on their hip would lock you up, as they well should. But somehow, if they come out of those strip clubs and out of these megaplex places and everything, and if they come to your front door, or if they go to your library, or if they go to your child's school, then somehow it's okay. They don't change anything about their performance. They're still strip teasing and putting a chair in the middle of the room and dancing on top of children children so somehow that's okay and as a culture we're supposed to sit back and take it well what do you think about that do you agree or disagree with the sexualization of children and if you agree with it now please explain please be ready with an answer as to why we as americans should sit back and allow our children and their youth and their innocence to be stolen from them by perverts and that's what these people are who are doing this if you're just going about living your life and you want to wear pumps on a weekend and beautiful hair and all that and walk with a wiggle on the weekend, that's your thing, then I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. This is not directed at you. I'm directing it at the people who say, oh, i got to walk with a wiggle and wear the pumps in front of kids and dance on top of them and do all the things I would do over here at the strip club. That's the ones I'm talking to. Those are the ones we all need to be talking to. Those are the ones that need to go to jail for pedophilia and sexualizing our children. You tell me what you think. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Whether you own a local business or... And it's 5.50 now. If you'd like to say the pledge, we'd love to have you on the show. We do it at 5.50 and 6.50 each weekday morning. And thanks to Stevens Roofing for sponsoring it. Uh, The Pledge of Allegiance, I think, is really an important thing, or else we wouldn't be doing it on the show. You know, I I don't believe in wasting your time. And so this is really an important thing. But I need your help to be able to do this and carry it forward. So we've set up a voicemail line that you can just leave it on our voicemail line. 
and just go to 210-654-5155. That's 210-654-5155. And listen for yourself at 550 and 650 here on KTSH weekday morning. By the way, we still start the morning out at 505 with the uh, Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem as well. And I understand that my friend Ben Bailey is going to be doing it at the Gunslingers game this Sunday. And he'll do a great job. He's a great guitar player, great singer, and he'll do a great job on Sunday afternoon at the Gunslingers game. It's uh, Let's make some noise uh, on Sunday over at the Gunslingers game. Uh, kids under 12 are free, and they're the first, I, I don't know how many, I think it's 500 or something, are going to get these noisemakers uh, that they're going to be able to to uh, let the other team have it. So, anyway, uh, go see Ben on Sunday afternoon and, and uh, give him a little support as he does our national anthem. I'm just... I want to do something just kind of curious, uh, you know, just out of fun's sake. We are now a month into Fox News without Tucker. And it doesn't look good for Fox News. And I'm just curious, are you still watching them? I, I, I tell you, me personally, I had already been way off watching Fox News or any of the news channels because uh, I had gotten to a point uh, of, you know, oversaturation because I live with the news and I have inputs coming at me from all different sources, right? And I, I had used the cable news for different purposes at different times. Uh, most of the time it was just in case there was breaking news, what's going on. And what I what I started to realize was, and this was been probably a couple of years ago, that they keep you living at like uh, on your stress scale somewhere close to a 10. And then when you see that Fox News alert, boom, it drives you to a 10 or over. And you're just, people that I know just stay at a constant level of anxiety when they've got the news on all the time. So I started to turn it off. I started to just say, you know what, for my own health, my own sake of uh, sound mind, I need to start stepping away from it. And I would look at my phone to see if I had any alerts about breaking news or something was going on or whatever. About the only show that I really focused in on was the Tucker show. And I'll tell you, I didn't watch it at 7 because I try to be in bed close to that time. Uh, but I did watch it at midnight because I'll get up between 11 and midnight to start preparing for this show. So uh, I would watch the midnight replay because they replay all their primetime shows overnight, which is a, a great idea, by the way. Um, so... I, I'd watch him at midnight, but I could care less about Hannity or Ingram or, you know, I kind of, I was watching Jesse when he first took over the 6 p.m., but then I got to go, eh, yeah, whatever, kind of, it started to be the same thing. So, uh, but the only one that had new content and it was challenging anybody was uh, Tucker Carlson and all the stuff that he was doing. And how he was taking it to, you know, that whole thing about speaking truth to power and all that, how he was, in fact, speaking truth to power. <laughs> That's what cost him his job, by the way, is that he didn't pull any punches on either side. He was not carrying the water for one party over the other or one candidate over the other or anything like that. He was just calling balls and strikes as he saw them, and he's being very honest about it. And Fox couldn't handle that anymore because a couple of years ago, Fox took a radical, radical change, a radical direction. And that's when they screwed up the election and they called Arizona prematurely. They, didn't even, they, they weren't even halfway through the voting process in Arizona, and Fox News calls it for Joe Biden. Remember that? And the, Fox, the, the fake polls that they had put out. I mean, we could go through the list of the things that they were doing and had been doing over the past numbers of years. The presidential debate, uh, 
treated Christine Blasey Ford seriously, you know, proven liar in that whole Kavanaugh thing, and they took her for, you know, seriously, you know. Uh, This whole thing about the J6 story about Trump was trying to grab the steering wheel of the presidential limo and tried to pick a fight with the Secret Service. All that stuff was crapola. We all knew it was crapola. It wasn't true, but Fox played like it was for real. And so anyway, they had already been screwing up, and they got rid of Tucker Carlson, their only truth teller, the only guy who's not carrying the water for somebody who's just telling the truth. Well, now they're they're off by a third. One-third of their viewers are gone. I'm one of them, by the way. Um, the only time I have them on is when I'm at the, at the radio station doing the show, and I see, you know, what's going on and any kind of breaking news, and I'll watch their 4 a.m. just to see, their 4 a.m. newscast, just to see what their top stories of the day are. But other than that, guys, i got to tell you, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and part two of that is I ain't missing it. Let's go to line one, Jimmy, and let's talk with Rose. Rose, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. I just wanted to make a comment that people need to unite on a very serious cause, the rights for children. They need, uh, we need to be their voice. They have a right to, for, we need to protect their innocence at all costs because that's their right. That's children's right. And nobody should be, you know, messing with them, with them trying to take that away from them. You know, they they have a right to be children. And part of being a child is innocence. And those that want to destroy it, they need to be put away. You know, Rose, uh, thank you very much for the call. Uh, I've said that over and over again, that what we're talking about here with these, uh, with these uh, whether it's Disney or whether it's Bud Light or whether it is Target or any of those other retailers that I just mentioned to you, uh, they're sexualizing our children. There is absolutely no reason to uh, present this stuff to our children and take it to our children, to take drag queens to our children, to talk to our children about how they can be creative with self-love. I mean, that's, doesn't that make you want to throw up? There's absolutely no reason for that to go on in our society. And the only way we push back is the way people have been pushing back against Bud Light. We're not going to buy it. We're not going to shop at your place. We're not going to buy your stuff. We're not going to be a part of what you're doing to sexualize children. Again, I really don't care. I think you're crazy, but I really don't care if you're a dude and you want to dress up as a girl and, you know, do do your thing if you're an adult. That's the beauty of America is I don't have to buy off on your craziness and you don't have to buy off on my craziness, right? I don't have to support you and you don't have to support me. That's what America is all about. But when you are taking it to the children and sexualizing children, you become a pedophile. And you don't have to touch a child to be a pedophile. And that's what we're talking about. Call it what it is. This is an epidemic of pedophilia in America. 210-599-5555. Back after the news. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, Sean. You know, I was talking to my mother-in-law the other day. Oh, what's going on? Traffic. Very informative. And AccuWeather. It's important to know the weather forecast. Always come first. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 107.1. I'll be 
Well, good morning and welcome to uh, Funky Friday. That's what it is. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trey Ware page at KTSA.com with Elaine Rodriguez, Jimmy Trevino, and Big D, Don Morgan. Holding down a lot of forts this morning. Got a lot of balls in the air. You know, um, throughout our lives, we have these news events that happen, and we can can tell you exactly where we were when the news event happened, right? In our parents' age, it was the assassination of JFK. Uh, to the day he died, my dad knew exactly where he was. Uh, in fact, he drove straight to KTSA from their house right up the street, and began to talk about the president that he had met the day before right here in San Antonio and so on. He knew exactly where he was. Uh, for me, of course, um, events such as 9-11, you know, our, our time frame, 9-11, and other big moments in time. There are those that we also remember in, a, in different ways for different reasons. I'll never forget November 5th of 2017. Uh, I was with my friends, John and Linda. We were on our motorcycles, and we had stopped up at the Devil's Backbone near Wimberley. Uh, and for those of you who know the area, they've got kind of a covered area. We were parked underneath there, just kind of standing around talking, taking a break. And for some reason, something spoke to me. I don't know what it was, but said, you know, you need to check in with the news and see if there's anything going on. And I did. And come to find out, the shooting at the Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs had just happened that, or like two minutes, be- five minutes before, something like that. And I told them, I got to go, guys. And I jumped on my motorcycle and headed down I-35 at speeds I shouldn't have been traveling, but I knew I had to get to KTSA and start to find out what was going on. Elaine came in, as she always did, uh, does, and did a fantastic job of getting us guests from um, Sutherland Springs, and then we went out there to see firsthand what was going on there. What an incredible day, a day, and in fact, a time I'll never forget, because later that year, the next month, uh, we hosted my annual Christmas party at the radio station, and we asked the public not to come. That was the first time we'd ever done that, because we sent limos down to Sutherland Springs to pick up the families and bring them. You know, we talk about uh, whenever there's a mass shooting like this, we talk about the the thing that ends a mass shooting is a good guy with a gun. There's a guy who is known as a good guy with a gun uh, worldwide now. He's got worldwide fame that he wasn't seeking, by the way. And he's become a friend of mine, and uh, he has sat in my backyard, and we have talked about November 5th of 2017. We've talked about it on subsequent occasions when we've been on motorcycles and things of that nature. Stephen Williford is joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Stephen, good morning to you. Good morning, Trey. How are you doing, sir? Doing very well. It's great to great to visit with you this morning, and we're going to get to the book. I want to talk about a town called Sutherland Springs, Faith and Heroism Through Tragedy, and it's available at Amazon. Now, I, I'm going to promote that book because I want people to get it, and I, we'll do that here in a couple of minutes. But for those who may not be familiar with that day and you on that day, what were you doing, as quickly as you can tell the story, what were you doing on that day, and then what happened after you heard of the shooting? I was about to start an on-call at uh, University Hospital, so I, I was hanging out at home uh, because I knew I was going to get 20 to 30 extra hours of work that week. 
and I was even barefoot. And uh, my daughter came in the room and told me, Dad, there's a guy shooting up the church. And uh, I ran to get my AR-15 out of the out of the gun safe and ran across the street with no shoes on. And uh, as I ran across the street, I truly believe that God called a demon out that was in him because I yelled out. And uh, uh, he came out of the the church shooting at me. He had on class three body armor, ballistic, bulletproof helmet. And uh, I put six out of six rounds on him. He hit the truck in front of me, shattered the windshield of the car behind me, hit the house behind me. And he was able to get in his vehicle which was parked in the middle of the street with the driver's side door open and the engine running. And he took off, and I flagged down a truck at the stop sign, and we chased him 11.6 miles. And in the end, he tucked the pistol up under his bulletproof helmet and pulled the trigger, and I'm okay with that. You didn't. You you had none of that armor on, right? You came out, and you were basically in a T-shirt, shorts, and, and barefoot, right? You know, t-shirt jeans and and barefoot yes yes i i didn't have any armor but i believe that god protected me i truly believe that you know it, did, did you think for one minute about you know what what am i about to get myself into I, i'm just curious for our listeners what is the thought process when somebody is shooting up a church across the street from your house so obviously by the time you got outside you could hear it and you knew what was going on to some extent i don't know how much you knew about the the carnage inside but you knew something really terrible was going on did you think about self-preservation at all does any of that come across your mind at all at a moment like that well, it obviously crossed my mind, but it, it, I had I had to motivate. I had to keep keep heading toward the gunfire because I, I knew that with every shot that was taken, that was aimed at somebody that I cared about. Um, so uh, I I just kept kept running, and again, I I believe I was in direct communication with God at that moment, and. Uh, I think God was urging me forward and keeping me calm. You know, that's a tight-knit community. My family is from uh, the Stockdale area between Stockdale and Sutherland Springs, and uh, it's a a very tight-knit community. When you say that he was shooting and killing people that you cared about, that's the truth, because everybody there pretty much knows everybody and grew up with everybody. And I'm fourth generation there. Uh, I, I knew those people that were in that church even better because uh, we were connected through generations just like you and your family. I graduated from Stockdale. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the name of the book is A Town Called Sutherland Springs, Faith and Heroism Through Tragedy. And tell us a little bit about the book, Stephen. Uh, it, it is available on Amazon, and you can get it in paperback form or Kindle. Tell us just a little bit about Is it your story of that day or what? Well, it, it is my story about that day. It's my story of my family's uh, experience in Sutherland Springs, and it also in in each one of the uh, the victims that lost their life that day, it's what their family members wanted the the rest of the world to know about that family member too. We do, uh, in a sense, a eulogy of each one of those people, and that that was done through interviews with them, 
and they actually got to see what we had written before uh, it got made it into the book. Wow. Well, I cannot wait to read it. I have not done so yet, but I, that's a plan for this weekend. Again, Stephen Williford, it's a town called Sutherland Springs, available at Amazon. You can head on over there, download the Kindle version right now if you if you choose to do so. I encourage you to, to do what I'm going to do this weekend and just spend a little time reading it. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your time and your heroism, Stephen. Thank you. And and you might, might want to know that we're going to do a race night on uh, July 8th with chris workman he announces the races he was shot in the back that day and goa is going to do a race night at the races and uh we might even have his car up and running for him to play the pace car for the night fantastic uh, good deal all get, right we're trying to get that done with hand controls and i know you're a race fan and yes, that sir. would be just excellent uh uh, going to be a great opportunity. I work for Gun Owners of America, and we'll probably put uh, gun owners on his car if we can get it up and running by then. That's great. Well, if I can still fit into my fire suit, my driver's suit, I'll see if I can come out there and make a lap or two. Stephen, thank you for your time. Have a great weekend. All right. God bless. You too. It's called A Town Called Sutherland Springs, Faith and Heroism Through Tragedy, and that's Stephen Williford. Well, of course, as you roll into the weekend, one of the things you might want to do this weekend is learn how to invest in real estate. Now, that's what Nancy and I did a couple of years ago. We spent the weekend all day Saturday and all day Sunday watching our friend David Fisher talk about real estate. And what's cool about it, it's a live event. So you can, you can, we did it during the pandemic, so they weren't doing any live events, but they're back to doing live events now. So you can go see him and Dale Walmsley and their team in person and let them show you how to invest in real estate. If you choose to do it online or, you know, project it up to your uh, big screen like we did, it's a live event. So you can ask questions in real time and they answer your questions. They go, Hey, Bob, yeah, let me answer the question for you. And it's really cool because you end up learning the, the, the beginning principles on investing in real estate so that you can get your real estate business up and running and start making money at it. And then you've got that passive streams of income that are flowing in. And I've got friends that have retired in a couple of years. Uh, they've got a program they can show you where you can retire in five years or less. And it's all about showing you the principles of investing in real estate. Good stuff. It's our friends at Lifestyles Unlimited. Here's the website, and make sure you use my name as your promo code. That's FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Partly cloudy on 50 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. It's the Daz Band. It's Funky Friday. Thank you, Jimmy, for that one. Thank you, Elaine, and thank you, Big D, Don. Uh, he's pulling double duty this morning, telling you what's going on with the traffic and uh, how what a mess I-35 is. So keep that in mind as you're driving in. Uh, I want to return back to a topic I was talking about uh, last half hour. And then in the next half hour, Jimmy will talk a little bit about Donald Trump and his town hall last night and play some sound after the bottom of the hour news. Uh, feel free to jump in here, though, at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Last hour, I was going through some of these uh, gay pride and uh, trans pride events that are happening now because we're in the pride time of the year. You know, it's Pride Month.
Everybody's got to show their pride. Everybody gets a month, except straight white guys. Straight white guys don't get a month, but everybody else gets a month. And just going through some of the events that are going on around the, the country, like the D.C. Public Library, the drag story time with performer Itty Bitty in Adams Morgan. Children of all ages are invited to learn about diversity, self-love, self-love, and appreciation of others. And when they say self-love, they're not talking about, you know, like self-appreciation, that type of self-love. No, they're talking about the physical self-love. That's when I say they're sexualizing your children. At the uh, Berkeley Public Library, kids are invited to gather in the children's room for a fun game of Loteria, similar to bingo with drag queen educator Bella Aldalma. Children of all ages are invited to Drag Story Hour at the West Hollywood branch of the L.A. County Public Library, produced by Pickle, the drag queen. Pickle. Mm-hmm. Come see Pickle. You might even get a lap dance. And on and on it goes with the sickness, the perversion that we have going on in our country right now at these various public places that are paid for by taxpayer money where they have brought it out of the strip club and they're taking it right to your kids. They're sexualizing their kids. Your kids, they're pedophiles. Keep in mind, there doesn't have to be physical contact for it to be pedophilia. It's the sexualization of children. That's pedophilia. These people are pedophiles. Now, I say this a lot. Maybe you've heard me say it before. If you're a dude and you want to dress up as a girl and you're a grown-ass adult and that's what you want to do, well, go ahead. You know, go ahead. That's the beauty of America. But also the beauty of America is I don't have to buy off in your lie. When I look at you, you're a dude, you're not a girl, and I'm never going to call you a girl. No matter what you do, you're going to be a dude forevermore. That's how you're made. God made you a dude. So it's putting on a dress and makeup does not make you a girl. You can even remove your penis, and you're still a dude without a penis. That's the way it is. But I'm willing to say to you, you know, if that's your deal, that's your deal. Welcome to America, blah, blah, blah. Don't let your deal bother my deal, and we're going to be just fine. That's the beauty of America. You do you, I'll do me, but don't you start doing me, or we're going to have trouble. That's what America's all about. But see, they wouldn't live and let live. Like they say that to you, you expect, you know, we expect you to, to live and let us live. We can't help who we love, so leave us alone. But they don't want to be left alone. They want to shove what they're doing into your face, and they're doing it every single day. But what makes it even worse than shoving it into another adult's face is sexualizing our children. Which, for as long as the 60 years I've been alive on this earth, that's been illegal. <laughs> You're not supposed to sexualize children in this country. Um, it's not only illegal in America, it's pure evil to buy off on it, to support it. And the, look, the people in San Antonio are supporting it. They're going to have the Bud Light River Parade once again. And ah, we're going to have rainbows flying everywhere. And... Uh, Children will be right in the thick of it, sexualizing children. Your sex life is no business of any child. Your sex life is your business. It's not the business of a three-month-old, a six-month-old. You're sick and out of your mind 
if you're buying binding clothes for a three-month-old. I'm telling you, the problem is between your ears. You're sick. And you should be in jail. That's what we used to do to pedophiles and perverts. We used to lock them up. But now they're welcome in the public square. They're welcome on the San Antonio River. They're welcome in the libraries. They're welcome wherever you go. As long as they stayed in the strip clubs doing their kinky little stripping thing, nobody was saying anything. But when they decided to go to the schools and take it to the kids and try to convince the kids that they need to do this, that's when America started to wake up and Bud Light is paying the price. Look, Target is not the only retailer that is sexualizing children. J. Cruz, Old Navy, Kohl's, Walmart, Baby Gap, Carters, they're all in the middle of it. Now, I just got a text in here that says, first of all, good morning to you, Trey. Now I need to post this to the sexualization of children. It's an attack on children and a curse on America. That is what gay marriage has brought to America. Nothing good to society. Obama needs to be impeached for the evil he has done to America and our society in general. Well, he's not in office anymore. As far as I'm concerned, everything Obama enacted needs to be undone. Well, I agree with that. Then another one came in just now, another text. Trey, we're going to hell for not protecting our kids. God have mercy on us. Well, the bottom line is... We as adults in our society, whether you're gay or straight, and, you know, if you're gay and you like to dress up as a girl and you're actually a guy, as long as you're an adult and you're keeping that to yourself, it's no big deal. It's really not. I mean, you know, I think you're nuts, but whatever. But when you're trying to get it into the libraries and on the San Antonio Riverwalk and all these other public squares where you are purposefully targeting children, now it's not just you. It is the situation that all of us, all of us need to come together and push back on and say, no, get your hands off the children. Agree or disagree? If you disagree, you're welcome here. Do you agree or disagree with the sexualization of children, teaching them the creativity of self-love? Do you want that to be taught to a four-month-old, five-month-old, 10-year-old? You want to teach them the creativity of self-love? That's what they're all about. Do you think a seven-year-old should sit in a chair in the middle of a room and let a drag queen strip on top of a seven-year-old? Call me now. 210-599-5555. NobleGoldInvestments.com. Great people at Noble Gold Investments. NobleGoldInvestments.com will take the time to teach you about investing in gold and precious metals. That includes silver as well. They've been at this now for decades. They understand the ins and outs of helping you find that safe haven, as I call it, through gold, that uh, safe house, you know, where you've got a place where you're going to be safe, regardless what happens with the other things in your portfolio, whether that's real estate, whether that's stocks, whether that's bonds or whatever. A well-balanced and diversified portfolio is the way to go. And precious metal makes a lot of sense for a lot of folks in our country. Actually, you can buy, you know, the IRAs if you want, but you can also get, and I recommend it to a lot of people, 
the physical gold that you hold in your hand that you have in case you need to buy something down the road. Noble Gold Investments will explain all this to you. If you use my name when you log on, they'll send you out a free investor's guide, the kit. They're not going to cost you anything, so you understand the ins and outs of investing in gold. NobleGoldInvestments.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota's... Say the pledge. We'd love for you to say the pledge on our show. All you got to do is call 210-654-5155. We've set up a voicemail. I think it's important. That's why I do it. I don't like to waste your time. I don't believe in that. So we start every show off with the uh, Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem, and then at 5.50 and 6.50 every morning, uh, we run the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's you doing it. So if, if you wouldn't mind calling that uh, that voicemail at 210-654-5155 and leaving the pledge there, and then listen for yourself, uh, I'd love to have you do it, please, and thank you. Appreciate that very much, and thanks to Stevens Roofing for sponsoring that as well. 6.52 now at KTSA, the chairman of the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce, I got to tell you, the Chamber of Commerce is in great hands this year, and that's Katie Harvey, uh, KGB Texas Communications, and she's wonderful at what she does for our community. But now that she is chairman of the uh, of the chamber, there's a lot that that needed to be done. And uh, now that we are halfway through the year, we figured we would visit with her for just a moment and find out how things are going. So good morning to you, Katie. Good morning, Trey. How are you? Doing great. Great to have you on this morning. I I know that. Um, the legislative session now that it the, the original session ended and now we're going into a special session. I know that was important as a goal for you at the chamber. How so? What what did you want to get out of the uh, uh, out of the ledge this year? And uh, do you feel like uh, those goals were reached and accomplished? Well, you know, it, it was it was definitely a wild ride this year and continues to be so. Um, but we kind of took a different approach this year and really focused in on some key areas, um, economic development incentives, which I'll talk about, workforce development, military affairs, um, property tax relief, and infrastructure investments. And the sig- most significant one is the HB5, um, you know, giving us the ability as a state um, to have economic development incentives and be uh, continue to be a competitive state. So that one was huge. And it was important for the chamber to lean into this, but also just so many other community partners um, and partners across uh, Texas were, um, I think, instrumental in getting this uh, over the line. Um, so that one was big. And then for San Antonio, too, I mean, SB 2220, um, that allows us, you know, to be competitive. Houston, Dallas, uh, you know, already have that. Being able to use some of the tax revenue for certain qualified projects, um, just very important for San Antonio and to the region. So I was very happy. It was one of my priorities of making sure that we had a strong and successful legislative session, um, and we were very focused on that and continue to be until, you know, we're, we're over the finish line completely. Now, when you talk about 2220, you talk about five. Uh, were those designed to be able to specifically go to business outside of, of the state and more specifically San Antonio and use funds to attract them here, or how did that help you out? I think HB5 was really more looking at uh, not only just San Antonio and the region, but, but statewide and being able to be competitive from that standpoint and continue to do so. I mean, of course, specifically, it, it helps San Antonio and the region. Um, SB 2220 was um, very much focused on San Antonio and giving us those uh, tools to be able to attract events, be able to also, you know, use the hotel revenue tax for, I believe, up to 30 years for improvements 
to our convention center and to uh, the Alamo Dome. So those are some very, both of them are, are very strong tools that we need to have in the toolbox. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the Convention Center and the Alamo Dome because I wanted to ask you specifically about that. Are they up to snuff in being able to help business attract the kind of convention business that, that we need to have here? I think we can all agree that, you know, we've got an incredible convention center, incredible downtown, but um, needing more space and continuing mm-hmm. to expand to be able to, you know, attract those larger, um, larger conventions is what I think everyone kind of has their, their eyes on right now. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't agree more. Um, let, let, let me kind of take a little bit of a turn here and talk for just a second about the property tax relief situation in, in the chamber there. You'd mentioned that in your opening remarks here, that it was a concern and something that you guys followed uh, very closely. Uh, I've been, you know, pushing for property tax relief for you know, probably 30 years on the radio that we, we, we're now to a, to a crisis point where people are being priced out of their homes, and I can only imagine what that means to the business community. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It was um, of, uh, you know, of the most importance or, or one of the top priorities for chamber and for business of looking at a way that we could address property tax relief. And, you know, as, as things are standing right now, they're still continuing to be squabbling and, and continuing to be, um, you know, con- you know, conflict on ways that we approach it. I think we all agree, though, it is something that from a business standpoint, in order to not only, you know, again, going back to attracting business to Texas, but being able to remain in Texas, being able to expand our businesses, being able to, you know, pay the wages that we need to pay to be able to keep, you know, to keep our employees, all of that pays into being able to be in an affordable tax situation. Amen. Well, Katie Harvey is the CEO of KGB Texas Communications. She's also the chairman of the uh, Greater San Antonio Chamber this year, and we're going to continue to uh, keep this line of communication open with you and see how things are going. Katie, I'll let you go. Have a great weekend. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. You too. All right, coming up next, it's Warren Ramashawn is off today, so it'll be you and me, and you can call in at 210-599-5555. We'll be talking about the debt ceiling vote. Ha, ha, ha. Real shocker there, right? Still not convinced that Joe is going to be the uh, Democrat nominee, and I'll explain that when I come back. And all that great sound that we have for you from the town hall uh, featuring Donald John Trump, that's all coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. It's time to play.